Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. I'm Steve, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Jen. Jen, you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. All right. Uh, so this episode, we're going to be reviewing uh, our homework assignments that we assign to each other. At re- like, every month feels like a year. So I don't even, I don't know how many months Yeah, you just been. summed up the year of 2020, our Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, so, yeah, we'll be reviewing uh, our homework assignments from last time, and then we'll be assigning each other new uh, homework assignments. And I, I do have to say, Jen, like, I don't know about you, but I really have enjoyed this because, like, in general, it's hard for me to like figure out what to watch unless it's like something i really really want to watch in which case there's really only one thing it's like mandalorian or whatever you know what i mean um but like other than other than that i don't really like know what to watch it's like too it's almost too much effort to like pick something so when you assign me something it's like such a nice reprieve from like the burden of trying to figure out what to watch if that's that makes so sense. Interesting. Yeah, Steve, I feel this opposite. I just feel like there's so much to watch. So I I enjoy when you give me an assignment because at least like it kind of focuses that a little bit mm-hmm. versus like, oh my gosh, like I have so many things on my watch list or I added all this stuff to like my list and I don't even know where to start. So mm-hmm. we have very different reasons for enjoying this assignment mm-hmm. or enjoying these um, this homework that we we call it. Yeah, yeah. I've, this is I'll 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 be I'll say this. This is like the best homework I've ever had, <laughs> ever. Right. I um, mean, that's uh that's high praise. Also, that makes me feel real pressure for like our <laughs> like subsequent homework. And you're just gonna be like, never mind. I take it back. You made me watch like you know X Y Z, and I hated it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, what is it? Uh, do you want to tell everyone what our homework assignments were? Yes. Um. So. If my memory <laughs> serves me right, because I actually realized that um, pre pre recording, um, we talked about me and I didn't ask about you. So you assigned me the founder, which is a yes. 2016 movie um, starring Michael Keaton. I think I assigned you hashtag alive. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> All right. Um, I enjoyed my assignment. I'm not sure if you did, but if you want me to, you know, kind of start um, well, with I've, my I have experience. Yeah. I, I, I have a question. How many times, like, how many installations were there? Of watching it? Yeah, yeah. Did you just, did you just run through it in one, in one sitting? No, I think I did it in two. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I same for I, me. But I rarely, and we can talk about this, um, at a different, you know, later time, but that's also kind of why I miss the movies and like people can talk all they want about, you know, the movie industry dying and movie theaters dying and stuff. But like, it's not something that I want. Like, I just kind of want to sit there and watch something like without distractions and like not in multiple installments unless it's a show, but here we are. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 No, I, I totally agree. Um, okay. So let's go into our questions or do you want to do you want to like do brief summaries first or should we go okay okay why don't why don't you go first for everybody who doesn't know what we assign each other um also i feel like the founder is like it's a very random like when you said 
like, oh, I want you to watch this. I was like, huh? It's a movie that like, you know, happened so long ago. Um, so I will refresh everybody. Um, but essentially the founder is about a, um, it's based on a true story. I think it's pretty mm-hmm. uh, true to the true story, but it's, um, it's about um, a salesman named Ray Kroc who um, turns Two brothers is um, like fast food eatery called McDonald's. I think you may have heard of McDonald's. Um, into the biggest restaurant business in the world, yeah, um, yeah. and it's really the founder is about the founding of McDonald's as we know it now, and the founder is kind of a question mark, like who is actually the founder of McDonald's. Um, but I truly, truly enjoyed it. And it was on my list of movies that I wanted to watch um, when it first came out in like 2016, 2017. And for a while, um, there was a lot of buzz around Michael Keaton um, around the Oscar season. But ultimately, I'm pretty I sure this that. movie got shut out and the and he got shut out of any nomination. So um, I got to look up who won the Oscar that year. But like. Yeah, like I don't, I don't think it went that way for him, but um, but I, I don't know. Like I, I really liked it, and I think um, the questions that we are to answer are, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. What was pleasantly surprising was unpleasantly surprising, and then the best and worst performance. So I'll kind of go down the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so definitely a thumbs up. It's on Netflix. Um, if you love McDonald's. <laughs> You should definitely watch it. But really? I actually, yeah, I think so. Because I think that, um, well, one, that's kind of the story of how you guys got into it, right? Like, you guys, yeah. love, you and your wife love McDonald's. Yeah, and um, and you started watching it. But I think it kind of gives you a interesting look at, like, um, you know, the biggest, arguably the biggest and most popular chain in the world and like we all start from somewhere and in this case it started as a very like lean efficient small mom and pop shop run by two brothers um I actually forgot the brothers name I um I should remember this because it's such a it's such an integral part of this actual story even though the movie is really about Michael Keaton's character I think no duh the brothers are named Dick and Mick, Mick, Mick McDonald um but essentially, uh, I would not only recommend it to people who love McDonald's, I actually would recommend it to people who love the social network. Whoa. Um, and I think it's because I got major, major social network vibes from really? it, Steve, because it's it's about this like an idea that somebody has, an idea that someone takes it to the next level, and then it's the question around then who really is the who has like ownership. Whose idea is it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, it's this is much on a smaller scale, although that's kind of laughable now, like knowing what McDonald's has turned into. But like, um, it's also it takes place like what is it like the fifties, sixties? I don't know, seventies. I'm so bad. Definitely not 70s. I I think it's like the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it, it definitely is like definitely a different scale and like a lot less lawyers, a lot less legal stuff, a lot less like of the, I don't know, like the intense drama that I think the social network. A lot less uh, Trent Reznor. 
Yeah, I was just going to say that a lot less Reznor music <laughs> to make it feel so, like, anxiety-driven. But but it's the same idea. So I actually, I, I mean, I, I don't know if you agree or disagree or if you've never thought about it that way, but, like, I literally was just, like, I I think this is, like, the social network. Yeah, I, I definitely had never thought of it that way before. Um, but when you, like, when you say it, it, it if you're looking at Added through those lenses, like yeah, hundred percent. I I think there are definitely like fundamental differences, but yeah, yeah through through that lens, there there's definitely uh, similarities there for sure. Yeah, and you know the movie really is about um, is about the founder being Michael Keaton's character, but it is you know like I think he well first of all when you talk about like best worst performance like obviously like I think Michael Keaton's so good in this role and he's sort of you know really good as this like smarmy like squirrely like know-it-all types of characters and like you and I were just kind of briefly chatting about this but like yeah like I don't I can't really say that I have a ton of um experience with him as an actor other than um most recently like I just love him from um spider-man <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna say birdman that's right i totally forgot he's no i actually don't think i watched birdman like i think i was so annoyed by like and i forget who birdman was like competing against that oscar year where there was a good chance that the other movie could have won and yeah like i kind of just like like boycotted it in my head a little bit so i don't actually think i watched birdman but like um but yeah, I just feel like he's so good at this these type of characters versus like um like Batman. Yeah. No, like, 100%. Like not, who's not like gray or like flawed in some way or another. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't know. I'm like looking through his like IMDb page right now and I'm like, "Oh, maybe some of these roles like he is um he is like a bad guy in a lot of these, but like he played like the president in like first daughter which is like this like terrible katie holmes movie but it has to do with the teen and it has to do with the rom-com so like i obviously watched it um so he you know he can be like these like he can be this like presidential like the hero that you need uh, like the gravitas like he brings to a role but like he can also be this like guy who is just like so shady and like yeah. has like multiple sides and I think that's what he's like so good at like and like in the beginning of the movie he's like a struggling salesman who is just trying to make ends meet and like make his wife happy and um and he plays that really well and you feel for him and then throughout the course of the movie as he's like really taking this franchise away from these two brothers who who really founded the principal and like um uh, founded McDonald's like um you kind of turn against him and like he's so good at like bringing you in that on that journey so I don't know I think he's he's great um so I definitely think he had the best performance um but you know the other thing that I really like about this movie is just like how many like famous actors and good actors are in it you know like yeah it's like, oh, there's Nick Offerman. Oh, there's Linda Cardellini. Like, Laura Turn <laughs> is in it. Like, BJ Novak's in it. Like, it's just, like, it's so good. I don't know. Um, so I really, really liked it. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it It was a movie that I was actually, like, surprised I enjoyed. And, like, I was even more surprised that 
like my wife enjoyed it. You know, because yeah. she needs like a specific kind of movie. She she needs something where you don't think a lot. She needs because like she's she doesn't like going to the theater, so she's used to watching a movie and being distracted, like being on her phone or being on the computer, having it on in the background. Um, likes you know action uh, set pieces. You know what I mean? Um, and so when this when we were watching this and it started off, yeah, just because we like McDonald's, right? Yeah. And it kept our attention the whole time. That's when I was like, oh, like I should recommend this to Jet. You know, it, it does a really good job. And yeah, the performances are great. Um, and like, just like on a side note, I'm always so impressed when movies are like uh, period pieces. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, where do you get those cars? Like, how do you make it look oh, like the yeah. fifth? Like, how do you do that? For, yeah. and it, if it's like a... If it's on like set, that's like one thing. But when they're outside, I'm just like, how, how did you, how did you do that? You know? So yeah. Yeah, it's so I, crazy because I, I work in the city of Newark, and they were filming, um, the I don't know. I guess it's a prequel to The Sopranos. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Here and um, I I mean I don't I don't really that's not my type of jam so I don't know that I'm gonna watch it but like but yeah they had kind of had to transform like parts of the city or like this you know like would block out blocks and like but it 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 I just that's so much money and so much like production to to have to do that for like something that's going to be in the scene for like two minutes or something like that right so yeah no I, I think about that a lot too like if you're not on a set it's like it's exponentially just like so much more work and costs yeah to yeah to transform the entire um like to transport yourself to a different like time and world it's like I don't that's not easy so props to like the people who like work on like set design <laughs> are finding these cars and finding these like relics and yeah like all of the stuff like um it's fascinating to watch um like how they make the burgers and how like the operations are working because it's I mean I, I think it's not really how they do things now but like they really had to go and research all of that and get all that stuff yeah, exactly yeah it, I, I think it's fairly accurate yeah you yeah. know what I mean um do you okay so this is the thing that I think about a lot do you think the cars are they building them or are they finding old ones and restoring them? That's really interesting. What do you think is cheaper? I don't know. I don't know. Probably building them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Oh, especially if you're not driving it, because then you just need, like, the shell. You don't need it to actually function. Like, you right. need to make the engine. Okay. Anyway, um, what is it? Any other thoughts on the founder? Um, yes. So, I... So the premise really is like um so these these two brothers start McDonald's as like a you know standalone shop right and like they've sort of figured out this way of efficiently cooking and making so it's really the birth of fast food as we right. know it yeah and yeah. and the depiction of of that I mean that as an idea is like fascinating in itself where this guy Ray Kroc comes in is he has a larger vision of taking that and like bringing it to like multiple locations and just like blowing it up into like a franchise so that they can make money. And like, that was never like the McDonald's brothers vision. Like they just wanted to make this quality product for like a faster turnaround. Um, 
And I think they would have been forever happy if McDonald's was just one McDonald's, maybe two, um, in the middle of the country, you know? And, like, so so you really did need the marriage of, like, the idea and then also, like, the larger vision of scalability to, like, make something like this happen. But I think the, the portrayal or the depiction of the brothers is, like, so sad because... Ugh. Every step on their, like, journey is, like, is you're just screaming at the screen being, like, don't let him do, don't let him take that away from you. Don't let him do that to you. Because, like, every single thing that they want or want to do, like, he takes away from them or he manipulates them into doing, um, to build the business. And then, and then, and then he, like, sweeps the rug out from, from under them. And it does such a good job of showing, like how like their business acumen is really based on like or is like bonded like their trust and relationship with each other and like and they just happened to meet this guy who like just wanted something bigger and like like leveraged what they built to to get it and it's so devastating (laughs) it's so devastating um but again and I'm not really sure because, like, I feel like there's a lot of movies that are, like, based on a true story. And, like, sometimes it's, like, very, very – that's, like, a loose term because, like, yes, it, it's based on, like, one character. But, like, what happens in the movie is really not what happened in real life. So I'm not actually sure. Like, I don't know if you know, like, if what happens yeah. in the movie is, like, I, pretty true to life. I, I think when I looked it up because I, I, like, researched it not, like, heavily – but, you know, I, I, I definitely spent some time Googling it after I watched the movie. And it is a lot closer to real life than, let's say, like, The Social Network. Okay. You know? Um, whereas with The Social Network, it was more like the like the plot. Like, what happens is pretty accurate, but not, like, how it happens. Got it. Um, I think with The Founder, what I had read was that it was fairly accurate. Like, some parts obviously, like, embellished and, like, timeline is like messed with a little bit yeah but in terms of like because i do know that mcdonald's did something to like for like the family of like those brothers like afterwards mm-hmm. to like honor them or whatever you know what i mean be like oh like, you know, McDonald's wouldn't exist without them you know honoring them is like literally nothing compared to like the profit that they've made in the <laughs> right like it, it's not it just isn't but yeah. okay that's but that makes me so sad. <laughs> that yeah, makes me it, even sadder. I know. Because, I know. like, this movie's so sad for, like, the brothers. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, what is it? Should we talk about Hashtag Alive? Yes. I am very excited to hear okay. what you thought. And I know you had multiple viewings of it because... I know. I couldn't <laughs> watch it at night, you know? Um, so, I had to, like, find different times, like, during the day. When yeah. I could, when I could watch it. Um, so hashtag Live is a, a zombie apocalypse movie. It uh, is about uh, Chuno or what's what's his name? Oh Chuno. Oh, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a really good question. I know his real life name. Um, what? Well, let's yeah. just call him June, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's about this guy June. Uh, he lives uh in South Korea. It, it's a Korean movie. He uh, lives in an apartment with his family, but his family has uh, left for the day. He, you know, he's a streamer, uh, an aspiring streamer, I think. And as he's playing 
video games, um, the zombie apocalypse starts happening and he sees it on the news and then he has to now survive. And if you don't know about, I mean, I don't think there's anyone listening who does not know because most of our listeners are either Korean or like are familiar with like, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like essentially because it's so densely populated, how it, a zombie apocalypse affect like a densely populated like South Korea. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, so he's in his he's in his apartment complex, and you know I love I love zombie movies. You know I love Twenty Eight Days Later. I love Twenty Eight Weeks Later. World War Z. Like I don't I hate scary movies, but I will watch like a zombie movie. Do you, um, do you think that's because like is there a specific reason for that? Because oh, I yeah, sure. I too love zombie movies, and I don't necessarily know why because like you I don't like scary things and I don't know if it's because like um like any one of us can get murdered in a cabin but like zombies still seem like fantastical and like something that can't happen I don't I like literally don't know what it is you know what it is it, it this actually goes to my most unpleasantly surprising thing which okay. is um the most unpleasantly surprising thing is like how similar a pandemic is to a zombie apocalypse, right? And it's like the reason I've always loved zombie movies is because I've always like wondered if put in like a situation where like you're not trying to thrive but you're trying to survive, like how would I do? Yeah. You know, and and yep. some of the similarities like watching it after because I when did you watch it? This movie. When did you watch um, hashtag alive? <laughs> I like how we're calling it hashtag alive. Um, uh, when it came out on Netflix, so I think it was released like two months ago, three months ago. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know about for you, but for me, like as I was watching it, it I, I, maybe it's because now, like, um, it's like you know we th- it we're past the part where like it was going down. Because then it went back up, right? Mm-hmm. And like cases for COVID, and so I was just like thinking, like, yeah, look at this guy, like he's starving. He like not that I'm starving, but it's like he has to be careful of people. He yeah. has to be careful of people outside. He can't touch them. He has to avoid people. Um, he can't go out and do this. He has to like entertain himself at home. Yeah, you know. Uh, and that was like really unsettling. You know, seeing that and. That's kind of like what I and I remember thinking that like in the beginning of the pandemic too, just being like, oh, I wonder how I will do, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about you know, I I don't know how I would do if like you know Dracula showed up or if I was in like a haunted house. Like that's something that it's not about like surviving. It's just a it's just like it. There's like no skill in surviving that. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's yep. just like luck. If you were put in that situation, that's just like that's just luck but with the zombie apocalypse like when i was watching it there was a lot of things where i was like and not like oh don't go to the cabin in the dark i mean like just like small decisions you know where it's like you shouldn't like you shouldn't go there you shouldn't make that sound it's like a zombie like being in uh, the presence of a zombie is a lot closer to being in the presence of like a burglar than it is to like being in the presence of like you a murderer know, a, or, or a spirit you know something yes. supernaturally scary yeah you know 
Um, Interesting. And yep. that, that, that's kind of what it is for me, right? And so it's about this guy in his apartment trying to survive the zombie apocalypse. He uh, ends up being one of, you know, two or three survivors in his immediate vicinity. And, you know, different survivors have different motivations. Um, and so they're just trying to, like, survive, you know, um, yeah. and it's a really, I, I wouldn't say that the take is interesting, but there are definitely like set pieces that are unique, you know, like he's got a drone. And so mm -hmm. it'll take the, the camera will take on the, the POV of like the drone, you know, um, and the way that like electronics are used. Cause I, I, I'm trying to think the last zombie movie I saw was probably like world war Z, you know, and, and a lot of these movies, it's like, oh, like the zombie takeover is so vast that there are only like a few people who are surviving. But in this, and you find out at the end, it's like really uh, like centralized in one area. Mm -hmm. So it's like the internet still works, you know? Yeah, uh, I mean, that I think was like my most like, uh, I don't know if you would call it a pleasant um Surpri pleasantly surprising thing but I think that's what I like the most about this the fact that like um we live in a world where we're married to our phones we're on social media all the time he essentially finds out that a zombie apocalypse is happening from like the internet like the people that he's like chatting with on the internet as he's right. doing his thing and then really like all the stuff that happens in the movie like it's really driven by these like re like report like social media reports like things that he's consuming and it's such a different world than like the walking dead for example where like people are just like walking around aimlessly because like you you don't have access to the world right. you know right, and right. so it really it's like they're restarting civilization in the yeah, walking yeah, dead but that's not the like, case here it just felt like this is what it would be like if we were to be in a zombie apocalypse. Like I totally would be refreshing Twitter and then freaking out when my internet cuts out. And like, yeah, like it's, it's just, yeah, it's a completely different like um, game when you factor yeah. in like, like the way we consume news and information now and apply that to like something like this. So you may be surprised to find out, uh, for my like thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs neutral, I actually gave it a thumbs neutral. Okay. I I enjoyed it, but yeah. there were maybe it's because I think about this a lot, or maybe it's because like I'm so uh like I've watched so many zombie movies, you yeah. know? Um, but there were parts of it that like really took me out of the movie. Yeah. You know, so like some of the decisions like he makes, like the main character, it's just like sometimes our characters are so smart in this and sometimes they're so dumb mm -hmm. you know um and that really took me like i would have loved to have seen the same movie and the same circumstances with different characters you know like uh you know like my guy is just like drinking all the time <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean uh and like I, i'm not saying like i mean listen like even even now like in real life like people are saying like alcohol sales are through the roof yeah. right like i'm not i'm not making light of that but it's like uh it i don't know out. how i don't know how he survived so long just yeah. drinking alcohol yeah you know or yeah. um like with the with the girl that he ends up seeing uh yubin you know yeah. who he 
ends up being in like the apartment like across the the street like she, so she sets up did you notice how like she had to set up the chair trap because it doesn't lock yeah why not go to a different apartment at that point yeah if your yeah. door does not lock yeah. why would you stay and she's like the smart one you know what i'm saying um just like little just like little stuff like that so i didn't dislike it i go um i i don't think this is a spoiler because i actually think this is in a netflix trailer but they literally just like released just the clip of you know when she escapes her apartment mm-hmm. i really loved that scene i don't know about you um just her kind of like parachuting out of her like 10 story oh the, when she like uh like like belays down the yeah, yeah. and yeah, i yeah. really don't think this is a spoiler because like like netflix literally there's a clip of this specific scene on on youtube um but yeah like it's just i i was just like oh my gosh like i'm really into this um but i think i for me like uh that that really like that's where you enter the second half of the movie and i actually really like the first half better yes i i would agree with that and i actually think it's because the second half really does deal with um like a survival of the literal zombies that are around them because they're really trying to like accelerate the you know way out of the situation whereas the first half is about survival when you're when you're dealing with like isolation loneliness disconnectedness because you literally have nobody else to turn to and like that like psychologically like that was more like what i liked about the movie versus like the actual like action oriented like zombie part like on the back half yeah you know i think for me like the perfect examples of like okay so there are two parts of the zombie movies right which is like the effects of it and then like the action mm-hmm. right and so i think like the the best parts of like 28 days later isn't like the zombie parts but it's when they meet other people right and you're like actually you know who the real monsters are it's like when we are confronted with monsters we turn into like the worst versions of ourselves not the best versions of ourselves you know or like world war z is the opposite where like all the non-zombie stuff is so like uh i could not care less about but they do the the zombie stuff really well where like you know when they're in the who facility you know what i mean yeah it's like they're trying to sneak around zombies uh this this one like alive it didn't reach the heights of either of those of either either way almost you know the first half is definitely superior i think uh and that actually leads me to the most uh pleasantly surprising thing though because i don't want to like take a dump all over this movie um (laughs) the score is phenomenal yes like like really really good um it it and i wonder if that's like like all the stuff that I'm talking about, like some of the stuff I I like, some of the stuff I don't like. I wonder if that's just part of like Korean cinema, because there is a part of like, like I just have yet to watch a Korean movie where the score was not phenomenal. And then on the flip side, it's like kind of the way certain parts of the movie are exaggerated um, is really familiar to me when I think about like other Korean movies I've watched. Right. 
you know um yeah. like they don't focus on the realism or they don't, like there, there's certain parts that are embellished like all of a sudden like characters they don't like act out of character but they are capable of things that are out of character you know what i mean yeah. like all of a sudden she can yeah she can just like bungee jump out of the apartment and it's like funny kind of cool you know what i mean um but you're totally right like it's like um, does any normal lay person know how to do that? Like, yeah, like tie that knot and put the paper behind. Yeah, she can like brace her. Yeah, all of that, all of that stuff, you know, or like you know, random people having like I, I feel like, and, and that's not even a knock per se. It's just like because I've been so conditioned with like American movie logic, mm-hmm. it really threw me for for a loop because it was a genre like the reason i don't get like that with parasite is because i've never seen a movie like that right but i've seen zombie movies and so there's an expectation of like what the rules are you know um and you know it's because like koreans i think just have like a different sense of like one humor and like just kind of like a different sensibility almost and like expectations like they want to be entertained they don't want like you know what i mean like the entertainment is just as important as like plot holes yeah you know and this is why it's important that we consume culture from all different countries and worlds because yeah we're so conditioned to like view things in a certain way and like there's so much entertainment that can take you to different places and different yeah so i get it yeah um and then uh, so uh so my last two things, right, is the best performance, worst performance. I actually think, even though he, like, pissed me off a few times, uh, I, I don't know what the character, what the actor's real name is, but he's great in this. Like, he does so such a great job. Yeah. He does such a great job of being, like, scared to excited to depressed to, like, having a eureka moment. Yeah. Like, just, like, re- like in rapid succession. Um, and he goes from being, like, kind of pathetic to brave to like stupid to like having an ingenious idea yeah like really just like yeah like back to back to back it's uh and i even like the little touches like um you know like he he dyes his hair blonde but in all the family pictures you see him with like long black hair Mm -hmm. you know like little like like little things like that he does like he definitely hams it up a little bit in certain parts but i think you know he's just that's just him going for it you know what i mean just like not sandbagging it and so it it didn't like i didn't i wasn't like wow he's really hamming it up it was just like oh like he's there was an appreciate like oh he's really he's like he's he's just like trying you know what i mean um really well regarded young actor in really also in burning you know that movie burning with steven young um but, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I think he's played a lot of different types of characters. So he's he's definitely not like someone who just plays a specific type of character or only works in like you know movies or drama. Like he does a lot. So gotcha. um, yeah, yeah. No, he was he, definitely, was, really, he was really good. Yeah, I I mean I really loved watching him, and so much of it of the movie is like these close up shots of both of them, right? Like they're it's such a tight framing on their faces and stuff just because like 
that's where the action really is. Like it's mm-hmm. what they're going through. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, my worst performance, and it's not so much like a referendum on her, mm-hmm. but more like is it the girl? The role. Yeah, and it's because like as soon as she like opens her mouth, yeah, I was like, oh, I know, like I know everything about her. And I wonder if it's a trope in, like, uh, Korean movies where yeah. it's, like, the girl who's very, like, distant and, like, cold and condescending. And she eventually, like, warms up as mm-hmm. the movie goes along. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, obviously they're going to start caring for each other. And, and, and like, the there's no, like, romance there explicitly especially within the time frame of the movie, but it's like, right. oh, she's like calling him an idiot. She's, um, you know, being really condescending. Um, that will last like 15 or 20 minutes, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, and there's no background or information on her family or what she's been going you through. Know, it's just, it's just a quick, like, oh, she also tried committing suicide at one right. point. But I, but I also think like, like, I mean, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the actress and stuff, but like in fairness, like it's, it is his movie, no? Like, I, I, and I don't know if it's because it starts with him, but, like, I just feel like the movie's just sort of set up, like, as his, like, story. Like, it's his. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I guess. I, like, as you were saying, like, I'm just like, wait, are there other people in this movie? Like, I feel like the only people in this movie is him and her. So if you're going to do a best and worst, like, I get it. No, you know what it is? Like, I, I, I. Yeah, in terms of like her history, like we didn't have to go because it is his movie. But the the character arc mm-hmm. was just so familiar as like a Korean yeah. who's watched like Korean movies before. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, you could literally take the same female character from s- countless Korean movies and just swap her, and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah. That was that was my only thing. Um, but yeah, no, I I definitely enjoyed it. Just because like I gave it a thumbs neutral doesn't mean like I didn't enjoy it. Like there were definitely parts like I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, what is it? Do you should should we share what our next assignments are? Yes. Okay. Uh, um, what? Why don't I actually? Why don't I say mine first? Because this, you know mine really mine follows like a trajectory. Probably, um, I had asked you um like right before we recorded whether like you would watch the thing that I was going to recommend, but I realized that that's not the thing that I was going to recommend for you. So at least that'll be my backup, but okay, okay. go first. Like okay. I just, I just am warning you because you're going to be like, we didn't talk about that. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. so it's not the one that or your yeah. first one is not. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, so the one I'm going to recommend for you is, uh, you know, we took a break with the founder, but we're going to go back to our roots and we're going to go with fast and furious six. <laughs> you did fast five, which was which you know. Can I ask, um, is Paul Walker in this one or no? Paul Walker is still in this one. Okay, yes. is seven the one where? Yes. Brother. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. So I can still look forward to seeing beautiful Paul Walker. Listen, I'll I'll be honest with you. After seven, I'm not gonna assign them anymore. It'll be okay. it'll be six. This is I'm this is almost like a syllabus now, right? It'll be are six. You, are you forewarning me about the next one being seven. <laughs> it'll be it'll be six. The one after that will take another break, and then the one after that will be seven. Well, why don't I just do six and seven? You wanna? Yeah, I can do that. I can, I'll do or that for you. Back to back or 
double feature. Yeah, like a double feature. Okay, okay, yeah. let's do it. Because if you're going to assign me seven anyway, I might as well just I will. Do seven, yeah. and then you can just assign me something different. Okay, okay. I'll do that. Um, are we sure it's on, like, it's on HBO? I will check for you while you tell me what my assignment is. Okay. So when you told me, when we were talking about when we were going to record, and you told me that you had a couple of obsessions, you mentioned something that triggered something else. Like, so... You mentioned a comedy, a, a comedian, I should say, a comedy, spe a comedy special, I'm assuming is why you mentioned this person. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So that made me think, okay, I'm going to mix it up a little bit and I'm going to um, assign you a comedy special. Oh. So, but if you've watched it, then I'm going to revert back to what I had just thought about. But okay. have you watched Seth Meyers' Lobby Baby? No, I just saw that on... Like Netflix is recommended. Okay, great. I'm sure they're recommending it to you because you watch other stuff. But um, do you like comedy specials? Um, I do. I just am like highly critical. Yeah, I actually don't find a lot of them like laugh out loud funny. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't know if you have any feelings towards Seth Meyers. I think he's really smart and i think he's really like great i mean uh, anyone from weekend Up, yeah i like except like jimmy fallon i just like naturally gravitate towards and him. i even actually like have a soft spot for jimmy fallon i think like like during quarantine i watched a lot of his stuff i don't know why um and um yeah i just think his sense of humor is just it's different but it's mm -hmm. not like it it brought me like happiness in certain ways so sure. uh, so Jimmy Fallon, whatever. But Seth Meyers, I think, is just like, you know, like he spent a lot of his life, like years um, writing for SNL and really sharpening his like writing skills. And then like, I think with his um, late night show, um, I really like the fact that he really does feature a lot of his writers on a lot of bits and like they have opportunities to shine. Like, I feel like I know more people who are on Seth Meyers' writing staff than like, I know anyone else in any other of the other late night shows, um, including John Mulaney, who is writing for Seth Meyers. So, um, which I thought was just interesting. Cause I was just like, Oh, like I thought you had an actual day job, but I, yeah, I guess writing for your friend is also cool. But anyways, um, if you know anything about him, like, I feel like he's such a really, he's a good storyteller. And when he had a second child, he, like the like two days after he had his baby or his wife had his baby like he was back on the air and he told this like that night's monologue was essentially just this story but essentially his wife he and his wife had their baby in the lobby of their building because they just couldn't get to the hospital in time and it's wow. just a really funny story and like you can totally like look it up but like um so this move this his um his comedy specials called lobby baby and I just thought it was so like I think a lot of comedians sometimes just like are like crass and like they just like kind of have like built up their set right. or their reputation to be like a little bit more like you know I don't want to say like dirty but like yeah like he's so like he's such a clean comedian but like but not in a way that's like cloyingly like immature babyish like I just think like 
this is something that you can watch with like a high schooler and like you wouldn't be embarrassed or like you wouldn't have to like turn it off and be like never mind we're not doing this together right right um and I just yeah I really like I really like the way he tells his stories and like I think it's really like it's it's well done it's he's like it's tight and like he gets to the point and like he has all these jokes and like they land and um I I found it really like I just thought it was very good so I think you should watch it okay no I'm 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 pretty stoked for that um okay yeah no I'm more than happy to to watch that um I know we didn't talk about this beforehand but do you have a um what is it an, an obsession ready yeah <laughs> yeah yeah okay, well, I, why don't i go first okay well, you're gonna oh there i was like aren't you gonna assign me but you assigned me a double header so yes <laughs> all right so uh you alluded to mine actually which is ronnie yeah. cheng yes right i cannot stop watching his comedy special on netflix and like that's how much i enjoy it stop watching you mean like on repeat yeah 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 that's like so i i like having it on in the background okay i thought it was really funny yeah i i think it's really i don't not only is it like funny but um i mean he definitely like curses for sure but i don't feel like any he's not like like kind of like you say like he's not cursing for like the sake of cursing for like shock value you know, um, it's all like contextual. He's incredibly smart. I like that he doesn't have an American accent. Um, and so when he talks, there's like a, at first there's like a little bit of disconnect, but then you quickly realize like, oh, this guy, he's incredibly smart, incredibly observant. And so that him not having an American accent, like, actually works in his favor because he's like, let me tell you about you. Let me tell you what I've, like, observed, like, living here about your country. Yes, which um, is so funny, right? Because, like, we don't obviously have that perspective because we are from here and we live here. And, like, all this stuff is, even if it's ridiculous, it's, like, normal to us. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, it got to the point where, like, you know, I tried. Story. I felt like he had a subway story that was really funny. Oh yeah, no, all, all of his. I I feel like you, you know the best stuff actually wasn't. Um, so like everything was was funny, but the, the the his jokes that I found like funniest were the observations, like when he did state mottos. Mm. You know, it's just like, and I think for me that is like the best kind of comedy, where it's like it's educational, but it's also like they're also being like provocateurs. Yeah, you know. Um, and that's why, like, I love his comedy special. I, I like, and don't get me wrong, like, there are some people that are really funny, like Kevin Hart's an example, right? Where it's like, they just like, are really good at telling jokes and telling stories. And like, there's, I definitely like, appreciate that. But me personally, what I love the most are things that make me think about things, mm-hmm. you know? And um, yeah, like the state mottos, like when he does that, it's just it's so it's so good. You're making you got, me want to go rewatch it. The first, it's not even the first. There's like a middle section where he's just talking about America, mm-hmm. and like, and then he talks about like, like his context is like even like the Chinese word for America makes America seem awesome, <laughs> but then you get here and you realize everyone's unhappy about everything. <laughs> you know um yeah no I, 
I love it. I love it so much. And that's kind of, it's been my obsession for like a while where it's like, you know, my wife will come home and she'll be like, you have it on again. Again, again. And, not, and like, I'm not even like actively watching it. I just like having it on in the background and I'll just like chuckle to myself, even though I've heard it like a million times. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's my, that's my obsession. Everyone should definitely go watch. Okay. Yeah. All right. What's yours? Um, this probably applies to nobody that listens to our, um, our podcast, but, um, it's, uh, it's holiday season or we're coming out of holiday season or whatever, but like, um, you know, Hallmark has their 70,000 weeks of Christmas that starts in July or whatever, (laughs) really ramp it up, like starting like October. And so it's been a lot of like Christmas movies on, and like, I don't particularly love like Christmas themed things. Like I'm just not into that, but, um, I will say there's been a bunch of like Christmas, like, so I've been watching a lot of Christmas things. So like my obsession this week isn't necessarily like, I'm going to recommend this to you and you you're going to love it because I'm obsessed with it. It's literally what I've been doing with my time, mm-hmm. which is just holidays movies. Like, so like Hallmark movies, like I, I don't know if I told you, but I have the Hallmark movie now app and like two of my friends, including um, our mutual friend, Sua, like we share this uh, subscription. And so I can literally watch any Hallmark movie I want in addition to like literally also watching it on cable, which I also have like, <laughs> a crazy person in this time. Um, but I will recommend one holiday movie though. And it's not Hallmark. It's um, called happiest season on Hulu and it's Kristen Stewart. And it's a rom-com that's like, they're kind of calling it like the first like LGBTQ rom-com. Yeah. Cause like she is a lesbian and like, she goes home with her girlfriend to her girlfriend's parents place and like hijinks ensue. But, um, I sort of hated the relationship that was at the central of that, of this rom-com, but I loved all the side characters. So like the Mm. main character um, has two sisters and I like, like both sisters, Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek plays like Kristen Stewart's best friend. Like I just loved every minute that he was on screen. Audrey Plaza is in it. And I'd like, I normally am not a huge Audrey Plaza fan. Um, I just, same here. Like she kind of plays the same characters. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's even like in her interviews. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's her in real life. So I'm just like, I don't. Are you acting or no? But <laughs> I like quite liked her in this role. Um, and so I I recommend Happiest Season. So yes, it's like Christmas holiday movie time. But like, um, but the one movie that I do would recommend to people is called Happiest Season. It's on it's on Hulu. Mm. All right, sounds good. Um, with that, um, you know, remember to. Uh, rate, review, subscribe us, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Jen, you want to say bye? Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to us.